Hi, this is Robert Roundtree, and you're listening to The Marijuana Solution because we are dedicated to the medicated. Today we have a very special guest. Her name is Nina Dawn. She is actually a patient in Florida, and we're going to talk to her today about her experience uh, becoming a patient, getting her card, and following up with the doctor. Um, There's actually some things that she wants to discuss that doesn't sound too right. Hey, Nina, how are you doing? I'm good, Robert. How are you doing today? I'm doing really good, um, especially now that I've got properly medicated uh, prior to recording this. I'm doing a lot better than I was before. That's what I'm working on. I came about your story from, you know, browsing social media and was kind of drawn to it because I've actually heard more and more stories similar to ones like what you're about to tell all the listeners, but different but basically patients sounds like they're getting stronger armed to some extent uh could you first maybe tell us why you're a patient if you're comfortable with that like what cannabis is being used for and then um you know how you went about getting your card in florida and that process um well i was in a mda about 11 years ago and i was on opiates for about 10 years and um, three years ago I used cannabis to come off of morphine uh, muscle relaxers I was on about 18 medications basically so 18 different types of pharmaceuticals yeah oh wow probably anywhere from 15 to 18 at a time so I had made the decision because I had family members that were having uh, liver issues. My brother, he had um, some liver issues and he had never taken pharmaceuticals or drink. And unfortunately, he um, lost his battle and didn't get a liver. And I'd already made the decision at that point that I didn't no longer want to take pharmaceuticals. Um, they weren't helping me. I lost my job in Sarasota because um the medicine wasn't working anymore, <clears throat> so I couldn't get up and function. Then I came back to Gainesville, and the doctor that I was seeing told me that, um, he said, you can't never come off of these. You're not going to have any quality of life. He said, you can't come off of this medication. <laughs> You're not going to have any quality of life. He said, you'll be on this medicine for the rest of your life. I was like, <laughs> no, I won't. Um, let me stop you right there if you don't mind Um, so you went to the doctor and then they basically told you that you're you're hooked on this forever if you want to ever feel good yes that was his words he said you will have no his exact words were to me you will have no quality of life without this medication and how did that make you feel coming from a medical professional Um, well this was the first a medical professional that had ever said this to me. Um, I'd had friends and family members say, um, you're going to be addicted, but I never had a, a doctor tell me that you'll have no quality of life without this medication. So at that point, I knew that that he was either pushing it on me or my body was just going to have to have it. I didn't really understand but I knew that at that point I wasn't going to take it no more, ever. 
And so within a month, I, I brought myself off. I was on 350 milligrams of morphine a day, not counting the muscle relaxers, et cetera. Um, so <laughs> this is the scary part, and I didn't know this could happen, but I brought myself off cold turkey. But you have to realize my brother was dying. He needed liver. And my my liver had already shown I had some like scar tissue and things from cysts and tumors. And they said that could have been caused from the medication. There was all kinds of things that led me to this decision. It wasn't just one little thing. It was several things. So um, I brought myself off cold turkey. Within three days, um, I think it was actually two and a half days. I was in withdrawal so bad that my grandmother had to get me to the ER. So the ER physician's solution to my withdrawal was not to help me, not to teach me how to come off this medication, but to give me more morphine. Oh, of course. So I go back home. Two days later, I'm still suffering. You know, I'm still going. I'm still withdrawing because I don't have enough medication to get through what I'm going through. And the morphine that they've given me was a shot. I wasn't going to take, I had morphine, had a whole bottle. I didn't want it. So anyway, I get back to the ER. Grandma takes me back because I'm, I could die. It's at this point that, that I'm looking at, I'm going to die. Or I wouldn't even went to the ER. So I get there and there's a doctor there named Dr. Kemp from Gainesville. It was his night there. And if anybody ever gets to meet Dr. Kemp, this man is amazing. Um, he came in there and he said, I really feel like that you want to stop taking this medication. He said, and if you promise me that you'll do it the right way, I'll help you. But please don't ever do this again. He said, you could have died. He said, I lost the patient because they didn't want to take their medicine no more and didn't want to do it the right way. They died. So he helped me and basically told me that most people come off of it in a year. He said, I think you can do it in six months. I've done it in three months with another opiate, <laughs> uh, which was Subsolve. During that three-month period, I was smoking cannabis, and I was probably I probably spent about $800 a month. At that time, on on cannabis or, and that, okay. yeah, on cannabis. And I know that's illegal or whatever, but I was doing whatever I had to do to get off this medication. And that was in February. This February, it will be four years that I've been off opiates. Um, I still have two more medications left, which are antidepressants. And I don't know when I can come off of those because um, one of them is pretty strong as far as what I've researched. I'm not really sure how to come off of it. And without access to medical cannabis um, in the state of Florida, I can't do that. And that's not really fair to me. I need, I need to be able to come off these uh, prescriptions um, for my health. I'm, I have a lot of damage to my body and I want to be able to live as healthy as possible. And I feel like with the pills that I, I can't do that. Yeah. And you know what, that's, um, 
first off, I'd like to thank you for telling everybody your story. Um, that's that's something that a lot of people are uh, struggling with right now. You know, plenty of people that are listening. Um, people I know. I had my own battle coming off of prescriptions. I was on the opiates about as hard as you could hit them and muscle relaxers and benzos. And, um, yeah, I, I know someone that passed away from, you know, going off of all their meds. It, it does happen. The doctors, there's doctors that will tell you that it won't happen. But it will. Well, especially when you're on a bunch of different medic medications. You know, the more medications, the more complications. What made you get actively, more actively involved um, in the movement and trying to figure out how to become like a legal patient instead of always, you know, going to the black market. Cause a lot of people in the state don't even know that it's legal still. I know, I know. And see, I've been fighting for it ever since it went on the ballot. I've been for Florida, you know, for that to pass since that amendment to come across, was it 2012 when it, when that started or 2013? I can't remember. Well, 2012 is when it started to, get big and it got on the ballot and failed in 2014. Yeah, I knew it failed in 2014. I just can't remember when it started. I've been involved in it and always wanted it to pass. Um, I've always felt like that cannabis across the board would just be not just Florida, but all across the United States of, or the whole world. Um, I, I call, I tell everybody I'm a Kentucky, Florida hybrid. Um, both states are close to my heart. And now that I'm back in Florida, I want to be really involved and I want to do things the legal way. Um, I think it's, we would, I would have better access to quality products that have been tested. And I know that will most likely work for me when I go into a dispensary. They're going to know what I need for whatever uh, ailment that I have. Um, I don't have to go on the black market and wonder um is this really um to basically what you're getting at is is important for you to not only see the state become legal but you to be able to be a legal patient yourself yes and that's my ultimate was my ultimate goal yeah um and i had someone refer me so we fast forward now we're in 2017 people are getting their cards despite 90-day waits and the reason we're talking for anyone that's listening is there's some uh, shenanigans going on with Nina's doctor. So how did you find a doctor to use? Who's the doctor? And then tell us about the experience. I was on uh, Facebook on, um, not I don't recall the page, but I was reading through some comments on a, it was a group in Florida for medical cannabis. And a, a lady was commenting, Heather, I can't pronounce her last name correctly. I don't really, I've never heard it, so I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> prize or something, is it prize? Say the prize. Yeah, I, I, I know okay. who you're talking about, and I've absolutely, I think the middle is like chef, I don't know how to pronounce it either. Prize sounds right, though. Yeah, it's a big, long Schaefer prize. Yeah, but no, I know, I, know. I know who you're talking about. I, I, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I worked with her with Buds for Vets for a little while before going on to other things. I was reading through some comments, and she was commenting that she knew 
a doctor in St. Augustine that took insurance. For, and for, she for, was telling other hold, people Hold on, about hold on. This is even news to me. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout north america and ask for the original fabric container find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. I was surprised when you told me that somebody charged you the insurance. That that's something I forgot to mention when you asked me earlier what I knew about the circumstances. Um, so you went there and they accept your insurance for you coming to get your cannabis recommendation. Yes. Sounds like a sounds like I would want to go yes. there too. So um, she was, you know, uh, talking to other people in the comments, and I replied, and I was like, "Where is this? What's the name of it?" And it's uh, Crescent Beach Hair in St. Augustine, Dr. Adrian Long. Um, there's also another doctor there, but I'm not sure of his name. This is a primary uh, health doctor, like a primary physician is what it is. And so I made my appointment. That was during hurricane time. So it got canceled and I had to go. I had to wait until October, which was no big deal. But yeah, they charged my insurance, and I paid a fifteen dollar copay to the doctor's office. What was the result of that visit? You, I was just saying, what did you think you were going there to get, and what actually happened? Well, I thought that I was getting my recommendation. I was there about an hour altogether. I was with the doctor, with his assistant, for a few minutes, and then I was with him for a few minutes, like thirty minutes altogether, and um. During the uh, discussion, we talked about my PTSD, um, my degenerative disc disease, and the neuropathy. Um, And he advised me that he recommended that I take uh, 300 milligrams a day. And that if that, you know, that wasn't working or whatever, then they would adjust it when I come back. So I was like, okay. I thought that that was it, right? That I didn't have to go back until I needed to adjust it or I don't know I, I I thought that that was all I was supposed to do and then go back the next time but I have now been informed that's not the case 
What about the the registry? Did you they ever put you in the registry? Yeah, they put me in the registry. So you have a patient number in Florida. Yes, yes, I do have a patient ID. An active patient with with no no order to actually fill is. I'm just trying to figure it out. Right, right. Okay. Yes, I have been approved by the state of Florida. Okay, so they actually put you in, but just, it's like they called CVS and then hung up. So, yeah, that's pretty much what they did, yeah. So, how did you find this out? Well, um, about three weeks ago now, um, I saw online where someone had posted that they got their card like really quick two weeks ago probably I saw someone had posted they got their approval really quick so I went online to check it out and I went ahead and checked my signature confirmation on my mail just to see if they had received it and they had they received it on October the 9th actually and so I called them to verify the see if anything was wrong with my application and make sure that my pictures were correct. Just, I wasn't calling to nag them or anything. I just wanted to make sure that I had done everything correctly. And um, the lady was very nice and she said, yes, ma'am. She said, everything looks good. She said, I said, well, I was reading that there's supposed to be an order in there. Is there an order in there? Is that supposed to show on my screen? I don't see anything. And she said, that's when she explained to me that there was not an order in there. That all I needed to do was just call the doctor. He probably forgot to push the button. I was like, okay. So I proceeded to call Dr. Long's office. And I am still waiting on a phone call right now. Okay. When I talked to them this morning, they didn't call me. I called them. So still two weeks later, I've still not received a phone call from him. Have you called more than once, I assume? Or? Yes, I've called approximately three times, and I have sent two emails. Uh, I haven't gotten anything back. I've had to call them. What happened when you finally got in touch with someone today? Who did you speak with, and what what transpired? <clears throat> okay, so the two people, I'm just going to, the two that I've spoken to in that office on the phone is is Becky, now, I've been told that Becky is the office manager, okay? And then Brandy, this is another lady I spoke with, she is just a receptionist. Now, which I don't really see the difference in the two, but I'm not trying to be facetious. I'm just that's how I feel about it because they both acted the same way. I called and left a message on Monday. I left a, a message with the, the receptionist, and I said, could you please have Dr. Long to call me? I have tried to get him to return my phone calls and I do not want to speak to his assistant this time. I would like to speak. I would like Dr. Long to please call me. And so I, I said when he's done with his day. So I waited until Tuesday evening. Never heard nothing. I called back, left another message, basically the same thing. Then Wednesday, yesterday, no call, nothing. So I emailed them from their webpage. And I was very nice and to the point and explained to them why I was upset, why wouldn't they return my call. I said, if you can't return my phone call by 9 a.m. Thursday, I will be letting everyone know how you've been treating me. So I didn't get the call at 9. So around 10.30, I decided it was time to call them. 
So Becky gets on the phone and I was like, I sent it an email and she condescendingly said, yeah, we got your email. Since you're going to tell everyone how bad that you've been treated, I'm going to go ahead and send your cancellation letter to the DOA. And I said, okay. And I was like, seriously? She said, you didn't get that call at nine o'clock, did you? Oh my God. Yeah, that's exactly what she said to me. Yes, we got your email and you didn't get a phone call at nine o'clock either, did you? Very condescendingly. No, Becky, I sure didn't. So um, she proceeded to tell me again, send in my letter to the DOA uh, since I was going to tell everyone how bad I was treated. And she said, what would you rather have me do? I said, you know what? I said, you go ahead and put a stamp on it, Becky. Bye. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, can't, can't take it back now. <laughs> you can go right ahead and put it on there, baby, because I am not. There is no way that I'm going to have someone tell me, oh, if you'll not say nothing bad about us, I won't send this out. Well, here, let me help you. I'll put it on there for you, honey. I don't play around. Don't threaten me. Wow. Um, so that brings up a lot of <clears throat> issues. Your whole, I don't know where to start. Me personally, and I'm not a legal expert, but I'm pretty sure them charging your insurance is not okay. I doubt that they wrote in there that they were talking about cannabis. But what we're yeah, I don't think that's that level. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Um, we'll we'll look into that for you though, for sure. I mean, I'm sure you probably thought it was okay, and now that this is happening, probably calls everything into question. Yeah, I didn't really know. I didn't know, and now I'm thinking that I'm like, oh wait, it's, I guess it's not. <laughs> yeah, so. But she, um, one more. Thing. I don't know. This story pisses me off. Just to be honest with you, um, so like. I have one more thing to tell you that she said. Oh, please do, because this lady's full of jokes. <laughs> okay, get this. Okay, she's. They scheduled my second appointment for December 14th. Now this was last week. When or the other day when I got my card, she's like, um, Monday, she said, your appointment will be December 14th. So supposedly during this conversation, she said <clears throat> that today she goes, you hung up on me when I offered to put you on a no call, no show, no show list. And I said, seriously, Becky, I hung up on you when you offered to put me on a no call, no show list. Why would I hang up on you if you offered that? That's insane to me. I just didn't understand. I just don't understand that any of this really bothers me. And so how much did you pay the first time you had the $15 copay? And then were they wanting to charge your insurance again the next time? Well, yeah, they charge my insurance the next time because I'll have another copay. Yeah, it's a second office visit. I'm not sure how that's charted or, or how that works, um, the legality or whatever. I just know that I would have when I go back the next time I have a copay. So I don't know how much the insurance would pay him for that the second time. So what it sounds like to me is the doctor is milking you for not you directly. You're get you're the one that's getting screwed over time, not getting your medicine. Um, you know, you mentioned you have PTSD, yeah. so you're probably a nervous wreck and anxious as shit the last two weeks, and then today oh, I don't even God. know. Um, but the, it's I mean they're milking the insurance. The attitude, though, th and this is just me. I quit going to doctors pretty much because of stuff like this. He wants to open a dispensary slash doctor's office. Hmm. Well, 
I'm not going to be shopping with Dr. Long. Um, I don't advise anyone else to. Yeah, no, I don't think that's going to work. What was it like when you when you realized that that she had pretty much let you know that they weren't going to help you at all and didn't really matter? Oh, I was so totally devastated, um, completely in shock. I could not believe that she was, she, and I don't even know if she has the legality to even say what she said to me or do what she's doing. I have no clue about any of this. But I was just absolutely devastated and my heart hurt because I couldn't believe that someone would treat me that way over something that they were doing wrong. I hadn't done anything wrong except for asked for a phone call explanation. That's all I wanted, you know, and I couldn't even get that. So I was just really, I mean, I can't explain how upset I was. I really can't. I don't, it hurt me. It hurt my heart. I cried. I was just really hurt that, that she was so mean and it was like, she, she didn't give a shit. She just didn't care. You know, it didn't matter that I was a patient and that I needed to talk to this doctor, you know, I've been waiting for two weeks, please. I mean, I'm sure that at some point in this past two weeks, he could have taken one minute and emailed me and said, um, I can't call you, but I can email you some form of communication. I mean, I think so. I, I just, I don't think they're running things properly. And I don't feel like that they're in it for the right reasons. Obviously, they are not because... I'll tell you what I would do. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him pink, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. So the Department of Health, they have the medical quality assurance, and that's, that's who basically makes sure that physicians are doing what they're supposed to. You may want to contact them. If, it, if something like that interests you, um, they would definitely be able to tell you, A, is Becky Bertha allowed to cancel your card 
for for any reason, really. Like this is a personal disagreement. Yeah, this is isn't like a medical. Yeah, this isn't like a medical reason. Like, hey, we got some blood work back, and you know, you might die if you're. Like, yeah. It's like they're canceling your med. They are canceling your medicine. First off, they they wouldn't give you all of the recommendation, and now they're going to cancel it. So how does that work? Um, I don't know how that I mean, works. How do, do, I mean, I but that's what I was saying. I would be finding out for sure. Mm-hmm. So these stories, I mean, they they touch they ring near and dear because a I've had a personal story with some you know shenanigans. B I see and hear about it all the time. And see, this is happening in Florida. Like, we're getting too much ridiculous bad press about how things are being handled legislatively that we don't need doctors doing stuff like this, in my opinion. Exactly. And they're supposed to, these doctors, they're supposed to be the ones really helping the patients and say, and pushing for the right things to be done with, uh, with the medical cannabis. And if they're doing crap like this, I don't feel like that, you know, the voters are going to get out there and vote the way they need to be voting for amendments or whatever, you know, was there ever any type of like, bad exchange before the doctor's office just seemingly went silent and wouldn't return your phone calls? Not that I can think of. Um, I've never been rude to them. They've always been short and not really cordial, even on, you know, when I made the first appointment, but I just, so I don't really think about those things because, well, I didn't, but now I do, but. I just think, oh, maybe they're just having a bad day. But no, it all started two weeks ago when I wanted an explanation of why my um, order wasn't in the system and why do I have to come back for a second appointment. And you've still, have you received your explanation yet from anybody? The only explanation I received uh, was today and that it was office policy. Okay, so their office policy is it takes two appointments before you actually get in the registry despite recommending a daily dosage and asking that you let them know how it goes at the next appointment. Yes, that was, yes, exactly. It it seems like sensible policy to me. (laughs) I hope you're joking. Yeah, no, of course I am. (laughs) No, these people sound like asshats. That's what they sound like. Sounds like they're ripping patients off. They are. Because... What's going on here is pretty clear in my mind, and that's the insurance company is footing the bill for a doctor to do, have an excuse. I don't even know how this works. Like, why not just, like, add some more? I mean, if you're going to be just billing the insurance company, just keep adding more codes on there till you get your magic number that you need. Yeah. And send me, send me on my way. Yeah, I mean, he could have billed me for... That he could have billed me for like a appendectomy or something, yeah, and I wouldn't know. Yeah. The insurance company wouldn't. Know. I guarantee you, nowhere in that bill does it talk about medical marijuana. Because if it does, that's that's like huge breaking news that a insurance company's paying for it. So. Well, I know it doesn't because they read it to me today on the phone. If I were you, I would I would get a copy of my chart and my notes. That's what I would do. 
They probably just straight up lied to the insurance company and they lied to you by making you think that it's okay to bill the insurance. So Yeah, I didn't know. And how are you supposed to know if a doctor tells you know, that's like you go to the attorney, they give you legal advice and then you find out it was a lie. There's no way you were supposed to know. That's who you go to you know, that's who you go to for the medical advice. Right. Um, I was his fifteenth patient and that was um at the beginning of October, so um, I don't know. He's probably seen a lot since then, huh? I don't know, but he's probably not going to see too many more of the people that ever listen to this or, you know, hear about your story. Or maybe, this is what I always hope, Nina, is Dirtbag hears their story, people get pissed off, and they have a change of heart. Because then they're not really a dirtbag. They just, you know realize they're wrong a, a true dirtbag is the one who will just keep on yeah. trudging ahead yeah you're right and i'm not gonna lie like this stuff really pisses me off because what you described through your whole story is basically a life or death scenario getting off of these drugs yeah and you're still being forced to be a criminal right now as we speak by your doctor yeah yeah, you, I mean, your doctor is using the fact that you didn't get put in the registry as an excuse to bill you another copay and an insurance. Yep. So the physician <laughs> still never called you back. At about. I just wanted. I know I've asked you a bunch, but no, to I'm me, it's a little unbelievable. Yeah, no email, no nothing from him. Yeah, this dude is probably. I've worked for a lot of doctors, a lot. Um, he's probably hell on earth to work for. Well, that's like Dr. Long. I never, they had, he had a great bedside manner. He was very cordial, but this make, all of these things makes me see him in a totally different light. <laughs> it's like, you are fake. <laughs> you are not who you say you are. So what do you think? Um, what do I think? Um, I bet if you called your insurance, they would, they would change their tune. Well, I told Becky, I said, well. This was in the two or three times that she told me that she was sending that letter out. I'm um, calling Becky first thing in the morning. I said, well, you go ahead. And I said, you go ahead and send that letter out, Becky. I said, I'm going to call my insurance company. And then, the, and then the final time was when I said, you go ahead and put a stamp on it. <clears throat> well, I'm sorry. You, I'm sorry you've had to go through all this. Well, thank you. I, I just hope that someone listening um you know do your research and find out where you're going and make sure that um you're going to a legit place and they're not charging your insurance because i'm pretty sure that that's not legal um in order to charge your insurance for uh, medical cannabis it has to be legal on a federal level for insurance companies to recognize that um and it is not legal federally so obviously yeah it's it's definitely not being accepted anywhere. That would have been like massive headline news. We're going to give Dr. Long a call. I mean, they basically extorted your medicine over your head and access to it to comply with their policy that they didn't tell you about. So, yeah, everyone that listens 100%, ask your doctor like five times what their policy is. Make them write it down for you because I've heard stories about this. Um, my doctor doubled the rates just all of a sudden one day. Rates went up double. Wow. Yep. So there you have it, folks. 
sounds like Nina Dawn is being strong-armed by Dr. Adrian Long in St. Augustine, Florida. His phone number, if anyone would like to call and just ask about his policy, is 904-342-7363. Thanks. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Marijuana Solution. Aware, aware of this marijuana solution. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds till the board, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him, Pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah! 